You have one new email from New South Wales Health Recruitment. The 19th of November, 2020. Dear Miss Jackson, Re, application for a registered nurse position in the 2021 grad start employment. I am writing to offer you a registered nurse position in 2021 in the Southeastern Sydney Local Health District within the New South Wales Health Service. Welcome to the EDGL. so excited everyone welcome to the podcast i'm actually really pumped today i got two <laughs> legends <laughs> um we are sitting here in ed and i'm chatting with chelsea and laura what up hi <laughs> um i'm pumped obviously um and we're talking about new people that have transitioned into ed and you guys are pretty fresh mm. yeah how fresh are we three months yeah about three that months. yeah cool. nearly three months three months cool yeah. and we're gonna find out a little bit more about both of you um which is gonna be cool to keep it structured for the A-top personalities out there, not like me, <laughs> um, we're going to cover a bit about who you guys are. We're going to go through maybe the new grad process, because mm-hmm. I think it's the infamous new grad interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, people want to know about it and don't feel like they know enough about not it. Not at all. And I feel like you two crushed it, from what I was told. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we're here. It was those Give myself a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> It was those um those solicitor heels, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> what was it, called? it was court court heels. Court heels. Court heels. Thanks, mum. Court heels. Target up. That's from Target. You can get them <laughs> online under the if you type in the code um court heels. <laughs> um, My grandma calls them kitten heels. Kitten. Oh, granny. I love you, granny. Um. So we'll talk. Um. We'll talk about the type of questions that you're asked. Maybe we're gonna give a few examples of the questions that you're asked. Um, maybe the do's and don'ts when you go in there, mm. yeah. um, which would be helpful because I know I've seen some definitely don'ts. <laughs> and some do's. You would have. Yeah. Um, and also we're going to talk about, um, I guess, expectations from ED. Um, some places don't do um, ED's first rotation. Um, we do here. Um, so I really want to know what was your experience like. Um, and also you're going to be going to other places as well after this. Um, some aged care, some uh, other anaesthetic stuff. So just what's happening from that? Um, and then we'll go from there. Is that cool? Sounds yeah. good. So I'm talking to Chelsea and Laura. Who are you both um, individually, not together? Um, <laughs> We're <though> together. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually a couple. Um, no, who are you? So we'll start with um, Chelsea. So what's going on, Chelsea? How did you get into ED or how did you sort of get into nursing? Let's start with that. Um, I don't remember why I wanted to be a nurse, yep. but it was sort of just always there. Um, there was nothing else that interests me in doing after school. And I never thought I would be interested in doing emergency nursing. And then I did a prac last year, so third year, and I just loved it. I loved, every day was different, but I think I liked the team in the department and I don't think I would have preferenced emergency if I didn't experience like that team environment because they're just so supportive and I think that's what you need in a new grad year. Is anyone else in your family a nurse? If you don't want me no, asking. my auntie, oh yeah, my auntie's a nurse. Yeah. Um, and like some family friends are nurses, but in my immediate family, no. My dad's a pharmacist, so I used to work with him from the age of five. I'd get oh, $5 really? on a Sunday in a finger bun. 
and I thought I was really raking it in. And you work in the... In the like yeah, in I just did, like, little little jobs. Probably annoyed people more, but... What, what kind of jobs? <clears throat> um, like, putting scripts in, like, their, like, packages and, like... They all have, like, I a number. Yeah. <laughs> 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 They're all, like, numbered. So I'd, like, order them and then you got to send them to somewhere to get them checked. Yeah. Um, or just, like, un- unpack orders or, you know, stand next to the counter with, like, one of the workers and put the medications in the bag. And then I really liked talking to the customers and, you know, the oldies can yeah. be so cute. So I liked that. Do you and think that inspired you to do it? Maybe, yeah, probably. Um, it, yeah, it was just interesting. Um, you know, people come in for all different types of reasons and you see a few interesting characters. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe that's where it stemmed from. Yep. What do you like to do when you're not working? Sleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm a champion sleeper. Um, <laughs> there are competitions online where you can sleep on the I think I'd long, win. <laughs> do you reckon you would? Longest sleep yeah. ever. Oh, oh, oh. 12, 14, 16. Maybe like 14, 16 Whoa, hours, yeah. dog. Okay. Yeah. Long. Mm. It stems from glandular fever and I've never Oh, recovered. that's what you blame it on. Oh, I sleep because of the glandular. <laughs> I do. I've got chronic fatigue. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't. Oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell people I do. Okay, so you can yes, get away with a couple of hours. Yeah. Chronic fatigue is a real condition, but yes, sleeping is good. Um, <laughs> um, night shifts, now that you're doing night shifts because you've started mm. sleeping? Um, I actually sleep really well like when I get home from a shift yep. and the day that I finish, like the night after I finish, I sleep really well. It's the night, like the second night after I finish, all three times I've been awake all night. Okay. So I yep. think my body's like caught up on the sleep that I've missed yep. and it's like used to being in night shift mode. So I just lie there. But if I don't have a shift the next day, it's all right. Okay. Yeah. But no, I love night shifts when I'm here. And you don't drink coffee. We've just gone and sat at the cafe and we've realised that you don't drink coffee. No, not yet. Haven't been nursing long enough for coffee. Okay. I'll get there. I'm crusty and old and I need a moon coffee. We'll get back to you. Now um, we'll crank over to, to Law. Um, Law, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. That's good. Now a bit about you. What um, inspired you to do nursing, mate? Um... I'm not quite sure. I'm same as Chelsea. Like, I don't really know exactly what led me there. For ages, I always wanted to be in the Defence Force, actually. Um, my dad was in the Navy, and I just grew up seeing that. And I was like, that's cool. I'd love to do that. Um, but I was always leaning to more being, like, an Army medic. So I was always interested in the science, anatomy, physiology, how the body works. It's so crazy and intricate. Um, and then that path didn't really go anywhere for me personally. Um, and in school, you do, like, aptitude tests, I guess. And on one of them, I was told multiple times, that nursing or teaching would be a good career and I applied for nursing in the HSC and I got in so I kind of continued down that path and then got a bit too far in and couldn't get out no I'm kidding yeah you're like well I'm two and a half years through it gotta finish no I genuinely enjoyed it and every prac I went on in every different area of nursing I went in I enjoyed even the ones that like I didn't have great experiences at and I have had some bad pracs like I still was able to find enjoyment in different parts of it um and then yeah what led me to emergency here basically I had pracs here and I loved it and same as Chelsea the team environment was great and the style of nursing the fast pace the constantly having to be on your toes the constant reassessment and reassessment and having to use your critical thinking skills was really what I loved and it just kept my brain working and yeah just fell in love with it basically it's great um 
that nursing can be that interesting mm. that, that even yeah. every day you still learn something new. Yeah, you know? every day. You've never really mastered it. Even me, I, I feel like I've mastered it. There's always mm. that I can learn from it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to get on to, you guys both got an email, I think, of, you know, yeah. <laughs> last year to say, hey, you've got yeah. a position. Yeah. How did that feel after all those years of study? It was massive oh, relief. I don't, like, it. it's a feeling that you can't really describe with words. Like, I just felt overwhelmed in a good way like I couldn't get out words I was crying mm. I was I kept checking and reading the email yeah I'm I was like, like am I reading this right I read over it like 10 times is this meant to go to me yeah, yeah. checking that Jackson <laughs> sorry Miss Jackson who <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just it was like a weight lifted off it was like the breath was taken out of my lungs almost because I was like I've worked for this for so long yeah like in high school, I did my certificate three AAN at TAFE for one of my HSC subjects. So technically, five years I've been working towards graduating, and it was crazy. Mm. It was just like it all all the nights of tears, <laughs> and stress, and days of just like, is this worth it? Like, am I able to do this? Mm. Yeah. All paid off. So, and yeah. the last year of uni was difficult. Like Very doing cool. online learning in a career where it's so hands-on yeah with COVID it was difficult like I struggled to log on to zoom yeah I was like, oh, this is not like uni like I didn't feel like I this was getting I yeah it was really difficult um and it was a long tough slog you know everyone was adjusting to teaching during COVID yep. so everyone was learning and struggling at the same time but I just think that last year was really tough. really hard so getting that email and knowing that yeah. it all paid off and, you know, you're out of uni. Yeah. And yeah. You're into the real world, you're hands-on and you it's like start. the start of actually being yeah. a nurse. And so I guess the process for people, and they, most students know, you, you do your, your years at uni, you do your pracs, which add up to hours, mm. and then somewhere midway through the year you apply for a new grad position. Yeah. Is that yeah. right? I think the it's process started in June. Yep. Yeah. And then you have to have applied by July. Yep, okay. And, and then, then you wait till... This is public we're talking. So this yep. is the public system, yes, yeah. Yeah. South Wales yeah, so then you, like, put in your written applications, yep. then around August, was it? I think it was end of August, start of September, offers for interviews came out. Yep, yep. and then interviews were... September, October, and then we got the offers November nineteenth. Yeah, cool. yep, which is when I got we got you got that email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool, which is awesome. And also, uh, private's a little different. They have yes. another intake. Yeah, they've um, got. Did you both apply? Um, if you don't mind me asking, did you both apply public and private? I I applied both. Yeah. Um, but I didn't get an interview for the private. Okay. I don't think many people did because yep. of COVID. They had yep. very minimal offers. Um, but I just did it as a backup in case I wasn't successful with my public application? I personally did not. <laughs> um, it was a bit of two factors. Mainly one, I was so stressed in my last year, I kind of psyched myself out because I'd gotten myself in a very narrow-minded headspace of, I want to come to this hospital, I want to go to this area, I don't want to go anywhere else, so I'm not going to apply anywhere else. At the time I was doing that, I was like, yeah, great decision. When the offers were coming out, worst decision of my life because I was so stressed. It kind of had put all my eggs in one basket. If I didn't get this one, I didn't have anything really. Um, And also I'd worked at a private hospital as an undergraduate AIN and 
personally just talking to all the nurses there they're like do your training in the public like private's good for some things but if you want to do crit care or emergency like you need to go to the public hospital to get your training and skills so I'd also had that in my head for a bit so I didn't apply looking back now I wish I did so that I had a little bit of weight lifted off my shoulders so I had a backup like Chelsea Mm -hmm. said but yeah. take over for anyone listening, it's good to apply both yeah. places. Yeah, keep your caveat. options open. Exactly, yeah. keep your options open. I just yeah. psyched myself out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, that's important to know. Yeah. And we're going to get into... So once that happens, you get, uh, obviously, an email saying, hey, you've are you're got an interview at this place. Generally, it's your preferred place that you get an interview at. Yep. Some yeah. catchment areas may interview you. Good example, I think, like at Libo, they might interview at mm. Campbelltown. Yeah. You're in that catchment You're in the area. health mm. district, you're though. At, and yeah. then you basically get um, you know, offered an interview. Mm. Um, let's go through that whole lead up. Some universities really prep you on this whole interview, mm. new grad interview. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about the new grad interview? Coming into it, let's go before. Okay, Okay. so yeah. coming into it, I had psyched myself out. I was okay. like, this job depends on the interview, which yes, I think it does. Um, but I think I needed to remind myself, like, if I go in there and I am so fast that I'm not going to, like, do well. And, like, all my friends and my boyfriend were like, it's okay, you got this, like, breathe. And I was like, you know what, I just need to breathe. Um, but preparation is so important, um, you know, and I think it's so important to prepare with people that are in the same situation because they know what questions are going to be asked, they know what answers the interview panel are going to be looking for because if you're practicing with your family that aren't doing nursing um you know they they probably think your answer's great but it might not be like what the selection criteria is after so I think you need to do it with people who are like aware of the process and they need to like, be tough like they've got to give you tough love when did you get when did you start practicing for your new grad interviews when did you start you know prepping for that um Months? yeah probably like one or two months prior our uni organized like mock interviews during our tutorials which was great I just like went through it like each day and asked different people and you know we shared it around like my friends at uni we all shared around different questions and we got to um do it on zoom which was a bit different but we still were doing it with like nursing students so we were all going to be doing the same thing together um and hearing answers from other people like you hear something like yeah that's really good like I'm going to say that so yeah I think working with people that are applying as well. Makes so a difference. Yeah. We'll come yeah. back to the questions specifically that you got asked. Mm. And you, you're you saying, just to recap, there is a lot of weight on this interview. There is. I, there is. Yes, there is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I left the interview thinking, like, a job next year depended all on that five minutes. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, yeah you're allowed to, mm. allowed to have yeah. an opinion. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to. Yep. And um, yourself, did you, you both went to the same university. Yes. So you both yes. stayed together. Yes, which is cool. we did. Um, talk me through um, Um, your approach yeah so I was pretty similar to Chelsea we had the tutorial practice I reached out to friends and family who may have gone through it I definitely had to put myself out there like I how did you do that give me an example so like I had so like I knew a friend of a friend worked at um, Nepean Hospital and was an educator and did interviews there. So I was like, hey, can you reach out for me and see if they would give me any tips or tricks? And turns out that they were running mock interviews in that area. So I drove all the way to the Blue Mountains for a day and practiced interviews. Like, I went to that extent because I was so intent on getting this job I was going to do anything for it basically you wanted it bad I wanted it so bad and so I would sit there and practice and I would read questions and I would formulate answers and like 
personally, I like to have a structured approach to things. So, like... Um, Give me an example of so, a question that you got and how you sort of structured your approach. So, if I said yeah. to you, um, you know, you go into a room or, or something related to infection control, because yeah. I'm, I'm assuming... Well, I got one of those questions. So, yeah. I had a question like that where you yeah, had a patient yeah. who um, you were looking afterwards in a four-bedded room. And you go to do their round of that. OBS and they, um, you notice that they have a cough and yeah. a fever. I got that question. So, what do you do? Yeah. And so, in my head, I go, okay, there is a process that they want me to go through. So, first, in terms of infection control, you want to isolate them. Yeah. So, you isolate them in a single room you escalate to your in charge you make sure that there's appropriate appropriate PPE and signage you also have to explain to the patient why you're doing all these things then you would ask for a clinical review on the patient because their condition has changed and you I had like a step-by-step process in my head I was basically going through like a checklist in my head and then you have to what I was always told was you have to round off your answer because like on the ward what would you do you would escalate, you would also document, and you'd have to hand over. Mm. And you would have to also include all those things. So it's hitting all the key points. And they also want a, what I learned, they wanted quite a few, like, key words. Mm. So it's, like, escalation, like, um, documentation, heaps of key words. I would communicate, team nursing, that kind of thing. They really like that you to hit those key Mm. words. And they have their own checklist like a little box on the table like a mark like a marking rubric and so I would see that they're like ticking things off and the one thing that someone also said to me which was really good advice like if they've stopped writing maybe you need to think about what you're talking about because like if they're not ticking a box or writing Mm -hmm. down you're probably not talking about something relevant or you've just gone too far and like you just need to move on to your next point kind of thing which Mm -hmm. was really helpful for me and that did happen in my exam Mm -hmm. Exam <laughs> interview. Mike, the first question kind of threw me off a bit because oh, I was like, me too. it was about um, communication. No, mine oh. was about what um, skills and attributes do you bring to the nursing profession? And that was more talking about myself. And I hadn't prepared those questions as much because personally, I don't like talking about, like talk about myself either. Because I just like don't like hyping myself yeah. up, basically. <laughs> yeah. And so, if, I, if everything relies on this interview, you've got to be able to sell exactly, yourself. exactly. So you've got to be able to sell yourself. And I kind of got a bit flustered at the start, and I could see them being like, it's okay. But then once I kind of got into a bit of a point of like actually talking about nursing Mm -hmm. skills and like teamwork and communication and stuff like that, then they started writing and I was like, okay, I've got myself in a rhythm. And then I just kind of kept going. It was just kind of getting past the anxiety of talking in front of people and getting over the nerves too. Exactly. You have in your head, for example, that that fever, shortness of breath Mm -hmm. question. Mm -hmm. You you get in your head. All right, they want me to talk about Mm -hmm. isolating. Yep. Um, and then you can go. So I've seen people, you know, jump down the whole thing of delegate, 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 and they forget about the simple stuff of like, mm. I would wash my hands, mm. yeah. I would wear gloves, I'd put on a mask. And also in that question, because I had the same question, yeah. I thought, like, being in a four bedded room, having a cough and a fever doesn't just affect the patient. It, it affects, affects the, the other three in those well. rooms, Great. the staff that have been in there with them without the correct PPE. And so I think sometimes you got to look at the bigger picture, not yeah. just at what they're actually asking you exactly. about the patient, because there's Correct. so much more involved so it's, than it's the patient itself. A bit yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Not and just, it's hard yeah. in an environment Absolutely. To, to dig deeper when yeah. you feel overwhelmed yeah. by the environment. Mm. And I struggled on the first question as well because I went in, I was so nervous. And the people interviewing me were lovely. Oh, lovely. And they made me feel really comfortable. But that first question, I was like, what do they want from me? Mm. And I think 
you know, once you get over that first question, and you can go back. You yeah, know, that's I just a big add thing. something. That's and then, like, thing. the people that interview me were like, yeah, let's go for it. Like, what do you want to add? What, what do you think they want from you? Confidence. Okay. Oh, yeah, I want to know. What do you oh, think? Oh, right. Yeah, the, oh, the, like, the, what do the they actually... Yeah. You said, you said uh, what, what do you want from me? What do you think they want from you? What do I you think, think? I think it was... I think they want you to back yourself. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. that's what you need to have in the clinical field. You yeah. need to be confident in your own decision-making, yep. which is a big thing that I've had to learn this first year, is, like, not rely on other people's reassurance of mm. your decisions. You need to be confident and competent in your knowledge and skills to be able to make those decisions um in a way that the patient feels comfortable mm. by having you as their nurse because mm-hmm. if you're like oh i'm not sure i have to ask like blah 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 like they're not going to feel confident having you as your their nurse and also you're not going to feel confident as a nurse which then affects your care of everyone yeah like if you're not confident enough to say i don't know this mm. yeah it, and go oh yeah. just I'll just do this. Mm. And yeah. that's dangerous. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And like you have you have to be confident, but you have to be confident enough to know when you don't know something. Exactly. And Very not big. let that get you down. Let, because we're not supposed to know mm, everything. Let's talk about an example. We will digress and we'll come back to the new mm. of a time when we apply this. So so when you're on a shift mm. and you don't know something and you know you you've got to be confident enough to say you don't know. Yeah. Run me through. Run me through. Okay, so in my Second week, so I just finished my supernumerary days. I yep. uh, had a patient who had an order for a GTN patch, yep. and I went to the med room and we didn't have the um, dosage that the doctor had charted. And we had two different patches that looked like together they'd make up that dosage, but the overall like infusion over 24 hours was wrong. And so I wasn't sure about it. So I spoke to the nurses I was working with, and they were like, Yeah, that's fine, that's fine. But I just had this feeling that I was going to be giving this patient too much. So I trusted my gut and I went and spoke to another nurse. And they also said, yeah, that's fine. Like, it should be fine because, you know, this and that equals the dose that the doctor wanted. Um, But I still just wasn't sure about it. And being so new, I was like, I'm going to ask because, like, I can Mm -hmm. and I should. Um, So I went and asked another senior nurse and they explained that no actually yes even though it looks like it's the right dose if you know they don't see the like like the reminder to remove the patch that patient's getting nearly double what he should be getting and that's very dangerous Mm -hmm. so I think that was like a good example of like like knowing when to like keep asking if it just doesn't feel right and like, if you don't know something, don't do it. What What is that? That that my um, intuition. In, yeah, yeah probably intuition. intuition. Yeah, yeah. You got. We get taught it a lot yeah. as when we study. And I think you know when you feel that, then you're like, okay, if I have that feeling again, don't just let it. Like, don't settle. What just, made you the second time? You've asked someone like you're quite junior. You're two yeah. weeks out. You've asked somebody who's senior. They've said, nah, it's cool. Mm. But you still don't trust it. What made you push on? I just wasn't confident in. Okay in doing it and I thought I'm not I'm not gonna risk the patient's safety and also my registration like I'm so new I'm I'm not doing that and I thought you know I'm gonna keep asking until like the the explanation behind why the nurses thought it was okay made sense yeah but it just wasn't 100% correct yeah like there was a bit of a loophole where it's, it's kind of like those medications where it's the same medication but one's extended release mm, and slow release almost yeah. it was like yeah, it's or you know, it's not going to be the same. It looks the mm. same, it feels the same, but it's just it's not. not the same one. Yeah. 
And yeah. I think you're, you're better to sort of, yeah. oh, I don't think I should give this. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad I didn't because, cool. <laughs> yeah. And I even spoke to the doctor and the doctor was like, no, that's not the dose that I want. So Good. I was, yeah. You sort, and if you don't sometimes find what you're looking for, you can, it's not, you're not mm. shopping around, but mm. you're really trying to find answers. And if yeah. someone can't give you the right explanation for it, then don't yeah. do it. And part of me was like, oh, am I wasting time? Like two nurses were like, yeah, that's okay. But I was like, no, I'm. You're not doing it? I'm not doing it. Okay. We'll come back because I'm going to ask Laura a few instances where she's had it on clinical. But you, you basically, you do this integrad, um, you do this integrad, you do this interview, um, you basically sit down in front of three people, they ask you a bunch of questions. Um, what We will, in the case notes, maybe put some of the questions you've got mm, to ask. Yeah, definitely. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So we don't have to explain all of them, but yeah. maybe um, we'll put what questions you've got asked. Um, what was another question you might have been asked? Just We might just add one more in there that... A question you got asked on um, I had a question about it was to do with like privacy and confidentiality and that kind of stuff so it was you go into the med room and you see two nurses um, posting on social media about a patient that they've had mm-hmm. what do you do um, and so a lot of this a lot of what they were looking for in that question I believe was conflict resolution and um, that kind of stuff so I think I initially said so I would first approach the uh, the patient, approach the nurse in a like private situation, just decide, don't want to embarrass them in front of anyone and just say, hey, I don't think what you're doing is quite right as per the policy, like you shouldn't be posting patients' private information online. And if they are happy with that and go, oh my gosh, you're so right, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, then um, it is still your responsibility to go and escalate that to an in charge to report it because information has been leaked. Um, but you do that with the other person because they have seen that they're responsible for this. If they're not accepting of their errors, you still have to escalate it to the in-charge and then you and the in-charge may go and approach the person and they see that, oh, actually, this is serious. Again, if it's not, if they're still not acknowledging it, escalate further, make sure that you um, are always trying to keep that nurses dignity and respect Mm -hmm. in all ways because they are one of your colleagues they are just like you you've made mistakes as well in other circumstances obviously um those kind of things so it's they were looking for kind of keywords in terms of like escalate and um report reporting of issues and stuff like that you would have to document probably in ims about it um and also, like, respect um, in terms of the core values of New South Wales Health. What are those? Are those so core values then, important for interviews? Yeah. Oh. For New South Wales Health? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. In, in, like, so important. I tried and, like, used the core values <laughs> in kind of every question that yeah. I answered. Give me an example of how you would do that. So, like, so openness, yeah. that would be, like, open. So, the collaboration, openness, respect, empowerment. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, openness in terms of, like, being open with... Um, the nurse that you're talking to as well to open disclosure yep, with um, patients and other and you're in charge and numb and everything like that in another circumstance say the infection control question collaboration working with the team to make sure everyone in the situation is um, safe openness with the patient explaining to them why while they're moving to a single room, moving to a single mm. room yep, everything yep. like that um, and respecting other people's, um, respecting patients' privacy, respecting your colleagues' um, um, professional integrity mm. and stuff like that. So. And they want to know, I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm sure I do kind of know. But, <laughs> but they, they do want to know that you can, you're human. Yeah. You, know, mm. you can actually be able to, like, 
you know, a good example, I work with um, Chelsea and Chelsea offends me in some sort of way and I can have an adult conversation. Mm. Exactly. Hey, Chelsea, when you were handing over yesterday, I felt like you were tough. You know, I just felt like, you know, you weren't listening to me. I was like, did I do anything wrong? Mm. You, you're going to be able to transition that university life into the clinical yeah. yep. life. And you guys did a lot of practice, which I think... I think made your transition quite smooth. Mm, yeah, we're very lucky in that department. Yeah. It made very. a huge difference. Yeah. yeah, and there's some universities that don't do a lot of prep, mm. and I think that's, in my personal opinion, I do feel like that impacts on them. Because yeah. the the times you get with care. real patients is where you become and a. That's where a your confidence real, grows. A, yeah. It, yeah, it does. Yeah, um, which is important. Um, did you um, during the interview? Did you you were nervous? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. so, so nervous. nervous! I like had my legs crossed. And I was like, <laughs> like tightly clenching my leg. I was tapping my toes, yep. and I was trying to like do it all under the table so it didn't look like I was fidgeting. Yep. And okay. I'm a blusher. Yeah, you I go red. go red. And you laugh all the time. I you're, laugh. You're a laugh. And like I go. Get bullied for going red. No, I don't. But people laugh at me. But we got to it. Like we had to wear masks. Yeah. And I was like, thank goodness I was wearing a mask because otherwise oh, they'd yeah. have been interviewing a tomato. Yeah. Honestly, like I was, and I could feel the heat under the mask. I was like, thank goodness I cannot see that right now. Yeah. So there was some positives yeah. for COVID. Yeah. In terms of the and because of COVID, there was only two interviewers, not three, because mm. of the size of the room as well. So I guess yeah. that was a little less intimidating. It was quite like I was expecting it to be like a boardroom where you go yeah. in and there's just a table of people, there's yeah. distance, it's cold, but it was actually quite a warm environment. Yeah. We were sitting at just a circle table like this. And it was quite, like, it was, it was personal. Yeah. yeah. Now, would you, um, I know there's a few questions about that whole process. Um, one of them that I saw posted was, do you apply for a hospital that you've never done prac at? Mm. What are your advices on that? You both applied to places you've done prac on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, you can't speak. I can't I can't speak that. for I'm the sorry. other <laughs> one. But I guess if someone was going to apply to a hospital they hadn't been to I'd say research the place really Mm. well not just New South Wales Health's core values but look specifically at the hospital like yeah itself like what their mission statement is in terms of what they're working towards in their own group kind of try and ask around what their culture is Mm. like at the hospital because everywhere is different definitely um Maybe look at what specialties they have, mm, I guess, reach out, in terms see what's of available. Yeah, what's available for you, what the hospital's going to offer you more specifically. Yeah. And um, I think Chelsea said earlier something about actually going to the hospital beforehand so you know where you're going. Mm. It takes a little bit of the stress away. Learn where you're going to park. Yeah. Learn where you're going to go for the interviews in the place because that's just one less stress on the day, on I the guess. Day, yeah. Knowing it more. Yeah. yeah. Just being a bit familiar with the environments. Like the joy of having so many pracs here yep. where we work is that you know we we knew where the kitchen was mm. we knew you know how to pay use the paging system um you know i know where the toilets are just little things like that where the helps kept, with where the emergency trolley is yeah. it's one less thing to learn on yeah. orientation and how long did the interviews go for roughly honestly oh, it felt like, like five, five minutes. minutes yeah but it's about 20 i think it's 20 i went really yep. quickly i got to like the last question and um, the interview even said, she was like, oh, we're on the sixth question. She's like, you're going really fast. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. She goes, no, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here quicker. Yeah. I know what it's like. I, just, I speak really fast and I get nervous. Me too. And, like, I guess I was going through and I saw they were ticking, like, most of the boxes. So and so good. I was ready to wrap up my mm. question because I'd finished writing. So but I it is a blur. It, oh, you're in there and you're I in the moment and you're like, this the is my me. time to sell myself for the job. Yep. Yeah. And there's so much pressure on the interview yeah. that you're in there and it all just happens and then you yeah. walk out and you're like, what did I say? Did I say this? Did I say that? Yeah. And then you're stressing I, yeah. for two months. I forgot half the questions I got asked. Mm, like immediately. 
<laughs> we will talk on the do's and don'ts maybe. Mm, yeah. So what would be some of your advice on the do's and don'ts? You're both successful applicants and we'll talk a little bit about so ED there has been some questions asked about getting rotations mm. in ED because you mm. both got first rotations in emergency. Yeah. Some places don't offer it. Um, some places only have it as a second rotation. Mm. Um, and we'll talk about how you sort of feel about that. What would be some of your do's and don'ts for interviews from your own personal opinion? Don't yep. wear thumbs. Don't wear thumbs. <laughs> yep. you gotta, you got to sell yourself. which it's includes a professional environment. Which includes dressing like nicely and presenting yourself in a professional manner. Because um, that is part yeah. of the nursing career. Like yep. you are a professional in the in that sense. Yes, you wear your uniform, but you have to wear your uniform correctly. Mm. Um, you mm. have to wear the right shoes. You have to have your hair done the correct way. You don't want it hanging into some wound or anything. Mm. Yeah. And if um, you're presented well, I think the patients feel comfortable. Yeah. Yep. Like if you okay. come to work and you're all ragged and ragged. not looking good, they're like, oh, who's looking after me today? Yeah. No, no. Good but point. I think it's important that to in the interview like specifically you have to present all of yourself yep okay it's like yeah it's important what you say but you have to look the part yeah okay yeah. so look the part number one we've got yeah. to look good that's a that's a do yeah, yeah. what else um i think you said prepare prepare 100 percent prepare yep. it's yeah. all about preparing and knowing like not what they're going to ask because you don't know but being familiar with the type of topics that might be mentioned yes. yep. and being familiar with the selection criteria yeah as well with new south wales health there's a selection criteria Mm. Um, and I think in the interview, if you want to take a break, take a break. Yeah. Like they're not going to force you to finish or, you know, make you leave if you haven't finished, like what you're going to say, you know, if you're not sure and you're overwhelmed, just be like, oh, can I just take a minute? Have yeah. a drink of water, breathe. Breathe and then go yeah. to the next question and come back And then to ask them to repeat it. Yeah. Think about yeah. it before you just start talking word vomit yeah, yeah. word vomit that's good yeah. yeah so take your time to digest mm. it a little bit yeah, yeah. yeah. which is and hard while you're there and in that environment yeah okay One, yeah. another thing that I feel would make them feel more confident in selecting you would they want to know that you're going to be safe when you go into practice so if you're answering a question and it's like a say a practical question like a scenario say yeah and if you're standing there and you're like, I don't know what I'd do, I would be like, okay, I would ask for help because that's in terms of like the delegation but also teamwork and collaboration, like the keywords that they want. But you saying that you would ask for help is a massive green tick for mm. them because they go, okay, if they're in the clinical field and they don't know what they're doing, they're going to ask for help. They're not going to just jump in and attempt to do it and they're not yeah. going to just leave it alone. They're going to mm. ask for help and do something like that. Like don't feel like it's going to make you look like you don't like you're less than or incompetent it's going to make you look like you're a safe nurse yeah because not everyone knows everything it's okay to not know exactly but it's not okay to stay there that's my, mm. my take on it. Yeah. it's okay yeah. to not know the answers to yeah. everything but then you don't just go well i don't know about that so i'm just not going to find out no yeah. no yeah. you don't know so now you find out yeah, yeah. so that's my, and you're expected to have it's not we to say like not a knowledge gap but you there is initiative because, yeah it's clinical mm. And it's also clinical experience. Yeah. You, you're expected to not have as much clinical experience as the other nurses. Mm. Hence why you get more clinical support. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. What yep. are some other um, don'ts? We said don't wear thongs. <laughs> um, don't word vomit. So take your time. Yeah. Slow down. Yeah. Listen to the question being asked. Yeah. We said do maybe throw in the core values and understand the core values. Mm. Do your research on the place. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Present yourself, which is important. Yeah. Um, and we said with the preparation, I think maybe... This preparation is probably something that needs to be done oh. not just a week out. No, it's, yeah, like, it's 
at least a month. Yeah, and you guys are doing yeah. it. It sounds like your university was doing it months. In yeah, advance. we like first week of the semester, our first class was yeah. a mock exam. No, mock, mock interview. interview. <laughs> do uni marks contribute to the interview? Not at no, all. Really. Not at all. No. I don't think. Well, I don't know no. if they do, but they didn't once ask us for a mark or no, a grade or a transcript. Matter. The Nothing. only thing that matters is if you have your registration. Yeah. Yeah. Because you need registration, which you got to apply for pre-APRA or APRA yep. stuff. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then resume. Did you have to do a resume? Yes. That was with the written application. Yeah. Cool. That was yeah. Bef- like so. We had to submit a resume with our like selection criteria, um, like. That was the first step. Yep. And then we got offered an interview. Okay. Yeah. And you offered an interview. You go into the interview, you sell yourself, or you, you do yeah. your questions. Try to sell yourself. <laughs> sell yourself. <laughs> oh, no, this is not what I told Another do, like back yourself, which people do yeah. struggle with. I struggle with it. Yep. Laura struggles with it. But you've got 20 minutes to, you know, show them that you're the person for the job. Yeah. So you've got, to, you've got to back yourself. Yep. And in the clinical field, like, you've got to back yourself as well. Mm. You know, you want your patient to feel confident in you. Mm. Yeah. And how many new grads they take each year? Every place is different. I'm really not sure. No, I think so there was like, I want to say 35 this year. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to say 35. Yeah. And every place offers different, um, a different amount of new grads, Yeah. Um, depending on where they are um, yeah. in the state. Yeah, yeah, so on the day of the interview, you have to bring a bunch of paperwork in terms of like police check, vaccinations, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And so one have of all your f- paperwork together. Yeah, too, oh, yeah you make sure you prepare your paperwork and it needs to be like... Don't just bring random piece of paper. They give you a format and everything needs to be ordered and, and stuff like that. And it needs to be photocopied. Yeah, it doesn't look like you, know, you've got you need to be. Yeah, you got to be prepared. Yeah, don't Preparation just is key. on the day. <laughs> um, but in that, another form is also your preferences. Yep. So yeah. you put your preferences of wards you want to go to. But not every hospital's like no. That. This I is know just people this that only got to preference after they got the offer okay. of a job. So yeah, I guess it's yeah. just dependent on where you apply. Yeah. But just make sure you read all the emails, make sure you know what they expect you to bring on the day because you need to bring like two different forms of ID for them to check and mm. you need to bring like something uh, like, it was like your a vaccination. So I had to go to my GP beforehand to update my vaccination mm. card because yeah. it wasn't updated. So like yeah. yeah, I had to book that in like weeks in advance. So okay. you have to be prepared. Yeah. Which makes sense too. And it shows that you've got it all together yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, does it matter if you've had experience as an AIN um, or if you've been pouring beers at a pub. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. Is this, not at a, all. Is this a topic of one of you? No? Yeah. <laughs> you really? Maybe. Um, I did not work as an AIN. Okay, before. sorry. Okay. <laughs> what did you do? I, I was a bar bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> I bar worked. Bitch. What's it called? Either Shut a bar bitch or a door bitch. Oh. Um, Can you be both? <laughs> yeah. Mix it up. I'm not a bitch. I'm. <laughs> You'll not get your drink. <laughs> yeah. um, I worked at a nightclub yep. before and at a juice bar, so that was absolutely no... Booze? No. Aww. Sorry about that. That's okay. I felt a bit sad anyway. <laughs> the um, juice bar's changes. closed down anyway. Oh. So I could give it a shout out, but it's not, it's not even running. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had no AAN experience and part of me thought, oh, I'll get an AAN job in my third year. Just just for the experience and then COVID hit and I was like, nah, no, I'm not going to do it. And part of the reason was I loved nursing and I loved my prax and, you know, uni was interesting and the assignments were great, but I didn't want my whole life to be nursing yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to come home from uni and go to work as a nurse and then go on a block of placement as a nurse. And then, yeah, I just wasn't ready for nursing to be everything. And, and I'm glad that I didn't, you know, listen to people that were like, oh, you've got to be a new, you've got to be an AIN before 
Yeah. Because I think maybe it might have. I don't. I don't know. No, it's not, it's like not rub off the excitement of being a nurse. Yep. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And yourself. Um. I was an AIN in the last year of uni. Mind you, that was during 2020, so COVID. So I was actually barely on the wards. I was mostly just temperature taking at the door. I did have about six months before that on the wards. But I did have a few other part-time jobs. Like I was a waitress at some points in time in a few restaurants um, and things like that. But I definitely agree with Chelsea in the sense like at Mm. some points in time, I did feel like I was living at the hospital because especially on PRAC, I would do five days a week of PRAC, then two days on the weekend at the hospital and five days at PRAC. Um, Mind you, it was what I loved and I loved doing it, but um, no, it doesn't make a difference at all. Mm. Like I have friends who weren't AINs like Mm. Chelsea and they got just as good as positions as they ones that did have AINs positions. And I have friends who were AINs and didn't get positions first round so it really is dependent on how you present yourself in the interview and your written applications yeah. and, and I you I was going to say I how think you use your clinical sorry just how you use your clinical experience yeah. because yeah. like you can have just as much examples from practice as you do from the real yeah. world yeah. yeah and I think that you can take skills from any job yeah. and mm. use that in the nursing field very much so yeah what do you mean by that um well Working behind a bar, you've got a lot of pressure with, like, you know, serving people that are intoxicated, you know, using your RSA properly. And if you don't use it properly, then there are, like, repercussions, which is the same in in the nursing field. If you don't, you know, escalate Mm. to your manager or, you know, cut someone off, you know, there's repercussions for you. So I think, you know, using that initiative as a bartender and knowing that, you, you know, you've got an RSA to respect and, like, your registration... Like that's important and having confidence in doing that mm. and always escalating to someone in charge and working as a team. Mm, it was such a small bar. Yeah. You all had to work together. Um, you do and, have real life experience. And, and there is, you know, personalities that you don't always get along with, but you've got to learn to work with them in any job. Mm. So I think, you know, if you're an AAN or if you're not, regardless of what job you're in, there's always lessons that you'll take into the nursing field yeah. that will help you. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And, like, uh, and you do preferences, hey, like you put down a preference of where you want to go and sometimes yeah. you don't you guys got your first preference yeah um but even in terms of your new grad you get you interview at a hospital and you can sometimes not yeah. get your new grads mm. do you know anyone that didn't get the new grads mm. um yeah i know a few um a few didn't get first round offers but got like mid-year intake or about to start i have some i have a friend who applied at one um, hospital didn't get a position there but was offered at another big metropolitan hospital so she's quite happy where she's at um, some didn't get any at all and had to reapply in the private sector uh, I think yeah. I have a friend who just went into like hotel quarantine nursing because he needed a job yeah. um, but that'll give him experience and yeah. skills and he'll take it into From another job yeah. exactly yeah. He's, yeah. he's in the yeah. he's in the field now mm-hmm. and he can just Go and you there. generally get like an offer in March, and some some places hospitals yeah. will do the intake at different times, mm, like yeah. January. But there's a there's a you know generally a start time around March or January. There's, there's like one in Feb, March, and May. May, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. some people get mid mid year intakes mm. as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is the new grad everything? You know, like you, you, there's a lot of pressure on you. There is to to get it. I is life over if you don't get it from your friends? No, no, okay. no, not at all. It's not over. Like it's upsetting and hundred oh, percent. Like, you at the time, you're like, what did I do three years of uni for? I mean, not speaking from personal experience. Yeah, but from your friends' perspective. But from a friend's to? perspective, it's sort of, it's just disheartening. Yeah. Because you think, oh, well, you know, I can't get a job. Why did I go to uni for three years? 
but I have one friend in particular who wants to be a peds nurse and you know that's that's her dream she applied oh she interviewed for um Sydney kids yep. didn't get it yep. and it was like you know I'm not going to give up because it, I'm going to get something and she persisted she got a new grad job at um a private hospital that has a paediatrics ward the paediatrics ward wasn't available for a rotation so she was doing like a surgical ward and then I think she's going to ICU a job in peds came up she applied for it and she's doing her next rotation there so yeah. you know there's It'll always you, work out. You yeah. just but just don't give up. No. You've got to just keep persisting and, and persist. push, put your face out there. Keep, like, don't worry Bug about being people. annoying. Don't yeah. worry about being annoying. Just keep being like, hey, I'm here. I'm really motivated for this. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm just going to prove to you that I'm going to do it. Yeah. Is there a generational thing? Like, maybe I'm, I'm older, obviously, <laughs> and I know what it's like to fail and, mm, not, and not complete yeah. things. I've sat exams even recently in other exams where I've failed yeah and it's a horrible feeling to fail yeah. well, especially when you put in time mm. um but I do think it's important that we learn resilience and mm, we learn that we do fail life isn't over and we should go for the thing that we really yeah. want to do no matter what it costs yeah, yeah. it means we mm. go and sit it again yeah another yeah. year then it's another year of, of education and learning yeah. it's not another year of failure exactly yeah the process of applying and you know preferencing the hospitals and do you get an interview at all of them or just one and do you go on the eligibility list like there's so much confusion about that but if you're applying with new south wales health read the handbook oh it's for sure there. the like, handbook like i kind of skimmed over it first i was like this is stupid mm. but then when i actually sat down and read it it sets it out it very everything very oh, easy mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah and i think the book has links as yeah. well and it's got other... the timeline of when you need to have applied like the when, exact when, when everything's due like when yeah. offers yeah. come out when interviews <clears throat> yeah. are happening so mm. it helps you know like, okay, I need to have this ready by this day. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's good to sort of say about your friend as well, because I remember um, teaching at university and having mm. a student who really wanted to get into Sydney Kids. Mm. Mate, she would come to university early, 20 minutes to 30 minutes before every class to do some maths, because she knew that before she got into Sydney Kids, they'd do a little bit of a maths medication, test. maths yeah. test. Yeah. Mate, she got the position. Yeah. It wasn't because I helped her, it was because she, she helped herself. Yeah. yeah. So You've I think you've really got to... Preparation, it's like if you're playing golf. Mm. You don't just go to the golf course and play, you, you practice. Yeah. You, you look at your swing, you record it, you do things to help your technique. Mm. And I really think that interviewing is a technique. It and is. Yes, there's weight on the technique. Yeah. Yeah. So learn your technique and practice. Put yourself under pressure where you fail. Mm. So with people that you don't know yeah. who are in the field, they can give timely advice yeah. that's Very much appropriate. So. Don't listen to everybody. Yeah. Listen to the select people who mm. are backing you as well. Yeah. 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 You've got to back yourself. Was ED what you saw externally? Better than. Better than. Better, yeah. better than anything I could have expected or wanted. Mm. It's like, as a student here, so much different. Like, as a student, it was amazing. Yeah. But as a nurse, being part of the team and being respected as one of the team and having that responsibility and being having the, like... Um, ability to do those skills not necessarily independently but mm. like as a student you have to have a nurse watching you, yeah. you and they're so willing to to teach you yeah yeah like I've not once I had it in my head that I would come as a new grad and I'd be stressed and I'd feel like I'm drowning every day and I'd go home and I'd cry mm. I'm a crier you cry so I am a crier yeah I like I if I'm sad or overwhelmed I'll cry mm. I haven't cried yet Oh, Which I'm have. actually really shocked at. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure not a crier and I have cried. <laughs> I'm sure it will come. What but stopped I've, you from crying, do you think? I just haven't felt the need to. Okay. Which I'm shocked about. The day before I started, I ran into um, my old neighbour who's a nurse. 
And she's like, oh my God, tomorrow's a big day. And I just started crying. And she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm so nervous. And she was like, don't be. Like, you're not going to be expected to be saving lives. Like, you're not thrown into the deep and doing something you can't do. And if you don't know anything, ask. And it's so easy to say that. And you're like, oh. But actually being here mm. and in the team that we work with, it is so easy to ask, which I think we're and very lucky And everyone asks questions. Like, even the most senior people ask questions. Be like, is this right? I haven't done this thing for a mm. while. Can someone who's done it more recently help me out? Like, yeah. everyone's still learning. And I think that makes you feel more confident that yeah. like you're not stupid and you're not less than for not knowing everything yeah i've never you're not, you're not expected felt to know less everything. than the nurses i'm working with right. and even though i know i skills wise i am they don't make you feel that way yeah Which yeah and if you have it? a question they're like yeah let's do it let's there's always up. help around and yeah. there's always a question isn't it yeah you just yeah. you don't even have to look far to mm. find a question. no not at all yeah um, so you really deep. have to probe deep, deep so it's like i had a patient who turns out they were having a STEMI yeah. so i had taken a brief history and i was like yeah. why are you here and he was like oh a bit short of breath i kind of feel like a bit pressure on my chest that kind of thing so i was like all right we'll do the ecg i'll try and get a bit of a history i was like what kind of history do you have like medical history he goes oh not much blah blah and i go oh, okay and this was where i like kind of learned this lesson i go okay no medical history i go do you any cardiac history and he goes no no not really nothing like that i go okay get the ecg and go oh crap that's not right go to one of the registrars i go is this st elevation because i think that's what it looks like she goes oh yeah that that is that then she escalates start calling cardio she goes go get this patient like aspirin or gtn or whatever and i go and do all that stuff and then when she comes back i had then gotten the patient's medication list because i go are you on any any medications because he's like a 60 year old dude like usually yeah. by that point in time mm, they something. have something going on yeah. at least high blood pressure yeah, yeah, yeah. there's yeah. not many people out there with no, age with no. no and even and when they don't have it because they haven't been to the doctor for 10 years yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they just haven't got you've got <laughs> hell man you're 210 on 120 yeah. you yeah. do have high blood yeah. pressure <laughs> yeah and so i got his list and it was like he's on blood pressure medications yeah. he's on rate regulators mm. he's on cholesterol meds he's on aspirin so like yeah he did have cardiac history mm. and so you had to it kind of taught me because then when the register came back um she already told the cardiac team on the phone that he had no cardiac mm. history and i was like oh he well he, sure. he about that. <laughs> so then they shot straight away because they just happened to be on the ward and she goes well the guy with no cardiac history is on metropolol and aspirin and all that stuff and so then they go oh okay and he was having a STEMI and they did take him to cath lab quite quickly mm. um and at that point in time i wasn't able to use the defib so like i we wasn't can't. als um trained. trained i wasn't familiar with the infusions that they were running um yep. so i had had to then go as obviously I'd already informed my teammates but I had to go get one of the nurses from the other side to come and help because mm. she was um trauma like um resus trained and everything and they took them to cath lab mm. um but yeah it was definitely a funny learning experience how did you go when you're taking this ecg you're not sure it kind of like my heart was like in my throat because like, okay. <laughs> like I couldn't like I just like had this gut sinking feeling because I'm like this is time sensitive yep. and then when like the two senior doctors who you would usually get to check ECGs were on the phone. I'm like, oh, can someone just yeah. talk to me, yeah. please? In that moment when I couldn't get anyone to look at this ECG straight mm. away, I felt sick <laughs> to my stomach because <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I'm away from my patient. Mm. And I'm like, they are possibly anything could happen to them right now. Yeah, yep. they've had this chest pain for 12 hours, mm. but who knows, that could be the 13th hours it gets them. Like, you just don't know and you're mm. away from your patient. And, and then finally we got someone to look at them. And he was fine. He's all good. But yeah, it's funny you have to ask the right questions because patients obviously don't always mm. understand what we're trying to get yeah. out of them if they're not trained you you like have to 
simplify what you're asking. Yes, you can't. So you can't be like, oh, you're any um, beta blockers. They're gonna be like, what the hell is a beta blocker? So you have to like directly ask them like, what medications are you on? Because usually they know the names. or at least something like, I'm on a fluid pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just go, anything. Okay, likely Lasix. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, even with like, do you have any cardiac history? People are like, what's cardiac? Yeah. You know, some people might not know. You yes. know do you have any heart problems? Yeah. You know, have you had any, do you see any specialists for anything? Okay. Like, I think really ask the questions. Because there's a lot of people out there who, like their presentation just looks like, they've got health problems yeah like you know yep. Yep. red face and there can be a bit bigger and yep no no, no. I don't want to be mean like with assumptions patients can feel judged yep. when you assume stuff but like the assumptions are important yeah okay and it's better to act on asking those questions than like, not well, because yeah, you well, don't want to offend the person no it's like you have to yeah. rule out all the other possible yeah. things before you get to that but you can kind of have that idea in your yeah. head go worst case scenario first exactly build yeah. Up to the, yeah the least yeah to be. yeah now but we're going to talk about mistakes um and we'll talk about bandwidth because sometimes um miller's you know law of theory that talks about our bandwidth sometimes goes over mm-hmm. uh, and i've had that before clinically where my bandwidth was too far over and I couldn't make a decision um, or I made a mistake. Mm. Have you guys made a mistake that you're aware of in ED? Yeah, um, yeah most definitely. <laughs> so run me through what happened, um, if you don't mind me. That's all right. Um, I had a patient who was having a um, STEMI, so like a heart attack basically, um, and I had to, there wasn't enough nurses in resource and he was my patient, so I took him in there with the other nurses that were working in there. And the doctor asked me to get him GTN. And so I went and got him GTN and I wasn't thinking and I gave it to him as like a tablet to swallow, but it's a sublingual tablet. And then the doctor saw me give him a tablet to swallow and he goes, what did you give him? I was like, GTN, like what you asked me to. And then the way the doctor spoke to me made me feel a little bit stupid. What did he say to you? It was just like, I can't even remember exactly the wording, but there was something along the lines of like, well, GTN's a sublingual. Why would you give it to him to swallow? How did you feel when he said I felt like so stupid and <laughs> so small. And then I was like, what have I done to this patient? Have I killed the patient? <laughs> when really, no, I haven't. But then I'm never going to do that again because yeah. now I've learned from that. Mm. Um, similar situation in the same situation. I was setting up an IV pump and the patient was getting a bolus of this medication and an infusion. And one of the nurses was giving two of us the instruction at the same time. Like, you're giving this amount and you're giving this amount. And he told me like four times. And I could only remember the other person's number but not my own. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, 20.2, 20.2. I put in 20.2 and I was like, it doesn't sit right. Like, why is that not sitting right? And I go is it 20.2? And he goes, no, he's 20.2, you're this. And I go, okay. And I put that in. I was like, this number. And he go, yes. And I go, okay, cool. Now I've got it after like the 10th time mm. of him telling me, but I'm glad I didn't just go with that number. because What was happening then, do you think, when you were getting the instructions? I just, it was in were one. Were the instructions clear? They, they were clear. They were mm. so clear. But it was just, there was so much happening. I was so on edge. Like this was probably about a month ago. So I was only like two months in. Yeah. I'm not resus trained. Mm. I'm not familiar in this environment. Yeah. I... It's a very stressful environment because it's time sensitive. This incident had just happened with the doctor and I'm in my head about that. And I'm also stressed because I want to make sure this patient's all right. I'm not as confident as these other nurses and medical professionals around me. So Mm. I'm stressed as well. And then he's, things are being yelled every which way and I'm just not. 
latching onto any of that information because yeah. my mind's running a million miles yeah. an hour. So your patient deteriorated basically in one of the acute areas, was yes. moved to resource for monitoring, Yeah. and then basically you've been asked... Because you, you've been looking after your patient. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're then, staying there for the brief moment while they sort them out, yeah. been asked to give some meds, you've made one mistake and then you couldn't quite grasp the other one, mm. yeah. but you did clarify. I asked four times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, really, so that's okay. I, 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 don't, I don't think it's wrong to ask multiple times no. if you're not sure. No. Do you think you were overloaded in that moment? Most definitely. I was overloaded about an hour earlier. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, because it was also a very busy day and acute as well. And so, like, we had multiple sick patients and then to have another one that deteriorated even more. And I'm still thinking about what I need to do when I get back, when I really should have just been thinking about this moment. And How did you reflect on that when you made that mistake? How, you, you, you got spoken to kind of... Like, you should know this. Yeah. How did you feel? How did Laura feel? I felt I felt stupid. I felt a little bit, not incompetent, but I was just like, why did you do that? You know that G10 sublingual. But I was like, oh, the tablet swallow. <laughs> so you were able to sort of like turn it and say, I made a mistake. It wasn't right. Mm. But I know the right way okay. to do it. Yeah. 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 And then also in terms of like the setting the pump rate, like I was like, yeah, I may have asked him four times, but at least I didn't just do it like I made sure I asked him and I went with like gut feeling Mm. that Chelsea was talking about I was like this doesn't feel right so I'm going to keep asking him till I feel confident yeah and you yourself have you made an error that you I have yeah um I came back from break one night we had a new patient I got a brief handover just in the busyness of working in an emergency department what kind Um, of handovers do you get just like a little it was just a uh 75 year old female um increased shortness of breath over the last few days um her daughter's come in and she's needed increased oxygen. And I was like, yeah, cool, no worries. We did a few other things and then this patient buzzed. I went in and saw her and she said she needed to go to the toilet. And I thought, okay, well, you're short of breath. I can see that you're short of breath. We're not going to exacerbate that anymore and walk you to the toilet. I was like, I'll get you a pan. She was more than happy for me to do that. So I put her on the pan. I um, lowered the head of the bed mm-hmm. so she was lying flat, popped her on the pan, so very minimal physical activity, and she just her shortness of breath just increased crazy. And I was like, oh my goodness. And obviously gravity was doing its thing. She had a um, background of CCF. So all the fluid has just gone into her lungs. Um, And I was like, oh my God. And like, she was breathing crazy, like use of accessory muscles, like, um, like she was like breathing from her stomach and I was like Ugh. and I just was like okay get her up like you know I don't care that she's on the pan we'll change the sheets whatever so I fixed the bed head popped her on a Hudson mask and then um the nurse that I was working with came in and was like everything all right in here and I was like no <laughs> um yeah, and he was good. like that's okay like you've got the oxygen therapy on um he was like just with CCF patients like you know and he didn't I didn't feel judged he just explained why we don't do that and it was like so obvious but I just didn't know that she had a background of CCF because yeah. in the handover that I got, it was just new patient, short of breath. And I was like, yep, yeah, no worries. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ended up being moved to resus just because they wanted, like there was no one in there. They had the room for her. Um, it took her quite a while to like settle from that like, exacerbation. Um, so, and then when she got taken to resus, the daughter was like, where's she going? Like, why is she going? And I was like, oh, just because of like, you know, her breathing at the moment, we're just going to take her where she's got like more one-on-one monitoring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, give her some diuretics and, you know, get all that fluid out. And at the time, I was like, how stupid are you? Like, that's such an easy, like, like it's just such an easy thing to know. But I didn't actually know at the time because she didn't, I didn't know, like, the full story. Um, but, you know, I didn't know, but now I do. 
Yeah. So good. it was a, it was a learning experiences and it's it always is in ed yeah exactly yeah. and you know with Logistics. most people if they need to go on the pen we pop the head of the bed down and they lie there so they can yep. get on it um it was just one of those situations and now anyone that's true to breath i'll always check if they've got ccf and if they do i'll never put them flat them yeah the patient first yeah and even like her daughter like her daughter was like to me when she was on the pen because she stayed in the room she's like i've never seen her like this and i thought oh okay well we need to do something like okay. i'm not going to let her finish her wee like she was changing color like okay, it was really bad blue. yeah um but the nurses i were with they were great they were like okay we'll just get her to recess and then the nurse was like okay did you lie a flat and i was like yeah i did and he's like that's fine like you know for next time not to do that and we don't do that because of this yeah um but you did great because you popped the oxygen therapy on and you changed your position straight away and you came and got me and so yeah it's just like so nice to be in a team where you make a mistake and it's not like you're not criticized for it It was just so amazing listening to Chelsea and Laura explain about their mistakes. Often as new staff members, especially new grads, we want to think that we won't make a mistake, that surely it won't happen to me, and surely I won't make an error. I'll really slow down and concentrate and listen to everybody else. But I think we do make mistakes in the clinical profession, whether you're a doctor, a nurse, a paramedic, even an allied health person x-raying the wrong patient, things happen, and we do make mistakes. I think we need to make sure we forgive ourselves when we make a mistake and learn from it. We all are capable of making mistakes, but it's what we do with the mistakes. It's how we learn and improve. We've got to own the mistake, number one, recognize that we've made an error. Alert people and tell them what we've made the error so we can change what we've done. And I think also forgive ourselves, which is the hardest thing to do. Often we are the biggest barrier. Getting over it for ourselves is the hardest thing to do. Famously, you remember that saying as a student, hey, go and do a round of ops on these patients. Talk to me about some students that you've had um, and, you know, the student that you really want to have. If it's more just me being like, oh, do you want to do it? And they're like, oh, yeah, I guess. I'm like, do you want to do it or do you not want to do it? Like, I can happily do it myself, but I'm trying to help you. Mm. Really, I wanted to make the most of it Mm. because I only had three, four, five weeks there. That's never enough to see everything. And I wanted to be able to do as much as possible so i'd always ask like what can i do do we have anything mm. cool or if something does come in and the nurse hasn't offered it i ask oh am i maybe able to do that wound dressing or am i able to do those iv fluids and the nurse is like oh yeah go for it mm. so it's a nurse with initiative you, you have yeah. to have initiative yeah. because otherwise it's so busy we you know, forget yeah. to offer and you might if you're not right in front of us asking we just like oh we'll do it quickly and we, we do don't it every like, other day you know when i've been on prac the nurse doesn't know what my scope is because yep. they get different unis different like years so it's always changing so I think you know on my practice I've shown the nurses that I'm like matched with what I can do and what I've got to focus on this mm. prac and you know I don't know what you don't know I mean the take-home message for students is that you've got to really be involved look like you want to learn and try and learn people know when you're not interested You've really got to take initiative, study for these new grad interviews in months in advance, ask questions, surround yourself around people who have actually done well successfully. Um, and if things don't go right, there's always other options. Like ED's really busy on those really stressful days when you're really stressed out. Do you still love emergency? Yeah. I still go, that was cool, I yeah. got to see this. And yeah. I'm still in, excited to go back mm. the next day, even if I've had yeah. a bad day. Yeah. I'm yet to wake up and not want to go to work. Yeah, cool. Which I think I was... I th- honestly talked myself into that I would drown in the first mm. three yeah. months of new grad and I would hate it and yes. I wouldn't have any friends or the you know wouldn't know any of the nurses or I'd cry and I'd make mistakes and 
it's definitely not been like that, I'm which ten, has been I'm so ten nice. I'm years post that and I still enjoy emergency. Mm. Yeah. So I enjoy the... the Every day is different. Mm. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to both of you. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thank looking you. looking forward to seeing where your career is going to go mm. and is going because it's not stopping. Um, I'm, you know, I feel privileged to have sat in the same room as you. Oh, um, thanks. No, I mean that. Um, not to, yeah, because I think that you... That sounded so fake. Aww, Aww thanks. thanks. <laughs> but I thought there is something special about both you two. Um, and I do feel that you have the right attitude. Um, and I do feel like your advice will be taken on. And I hope people will listen Hopefully. to this. Hopefully. Because um, I, I, I do think that, you know, people are like, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. Well, that's not what you actually want to hear. Like, you want to hear it from people that thought it wouldn't be okay like yeah. I did not sleep like nights leading up to my first day like I just felt sick I had chest pain one day and I was like this is actually from stress <laughs> and as soon as like you know I was here not like fine got back into yeah. it got into the routine yeah. met everyone I felt like I breathed on my first day yeah, yeah. and you got supported during your shift oh so supported from the nurse on the floor that would yeah. say hey this is what we do in this situation mm. that situation yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be out soon um, you can listen to it on Spotify iTunes um, and you can hit these guys up. We'll definitely put show notes, any teaching resources, yeah. mm. any learning resources, interview um, questions, interview questions yeah. things to do and don't be interviewed, yeah. the handbook we're going to throw yeah, in there. Yeah, definitely yes. handbook. Um, the core values, um, and then we're going to go from there. So have a great day, and thank you for thank coming you. on your day thank off. Thank you. That's all right. Thank you. That's all right. <laughs> you need last and needed jam should not be taken over your local medical practitioner. I want to say thanks to everyone who's following me on Instagram. You can follow me at edjam underscore podcast. Um, where you can stay up to date with medical information um, and medical teaching. Um, thank you everyone who's following me. Um, keep sharing it with your friends, nurses, students, paramedics and doctors. Um, and yeah, thank you for everyone who does follow me. Um, I really appreciate it. Have a good day, legends. Bye.